Western Conference GM chimes in on the Damian Lillard situation. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about that again. Plus, the latest reporting on potential trade partners for Tyler Hero and a change from Miami's assistant coaches. And it's Emmy season, so we give you the winners of our prestigious NBA offseason Emmy Awards. Just another great episode of Locked on Heat. You are locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg, here as always with David Mill. However, you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. This is our last episode of the week, and we got a fun one for you today. We've got our NBA offseason Emmys that we're going to get to in a minute. We're going to talk Haywood Highsmith, Anthony Carter, some third destinations uh, potentially for Tyler Hero. But I want to get to this sound right away from Pelicans general manager David Griffin, who was talking with SiriusXM Radio about how the Blazers can and have handled the Damian Lillard trade request and how they might be able to maybe turn some of this leverage back into their favor. Here's the noise. The best thing that can happen to you when you're in Joe Cronin's situation, and I know because I lived this, mm-hmm. is for the noise to be as loud and just the cacophony of voices that are involved to be as loud as possible. For Got people it. to make up as many things <laughs> as possible. I want people to invent as many different scenarios as they can and put them out into the universe because it gives you leverage. If there's actually a chance that you would trade him somewhere other than Miami, you get a much better deal. And we were blessed that the deal we made with L.A. in large part was fueled by all of the noise around other teams. Boston is one of them that was out there as a potential landing spot, and it gave us leverage that we probably didn't deserve. And I think in this situation, they're going to need to create a landing spot that's not just Miami because it could be difficult to make that. Aside from the the drive-by shooting on the Lakers for making a bad trade – what what did you take away from that, David? Oh, just the fact that he clearly states that Cronin would have to manufacture a potential destination here, that there is no other willing trade partner, and that at this point they're just looking for somebody. Toronto, as Michael Pina wrote for The Ringer today, Boston, mm-hmm. whomever, even, even Griffin's own New Orleans Pelicans, allegedly rumored to be interested in Damian Lillard, but there is no actual offer. It's all just so much more noise, and I – I just find it a little disingenuous because I think when you look at the AD trade, I think it's basically boils down to the Lakers made a bad deal. They probably gave up too much. They bet against themselves. They negotiated against themselves. Regardless of Boston's alleged interest, AD and Clutch Sports had no interest in Anthony Davis going to Boston. Like that that was never going to happen. And yet Rob Palenka in a rookie move as the first time general manager after being an agent himself should have known better. And he, he, he just gave up a plethora of picks and young players when that wasn't exactly necessary. And I don't think Pat Riley, as skilled as he is, as experienced as he is, is going to negotiate it himself. If, if an alleged rumor comes about with any of these other teams that they're interested in Dame Lillard, I don't think I don't think Riles is going to balk at that. I don't think he's going to be like, oh, well, OK, now I've got to trade away extra draft picks I don't have or extra players that I'm not willing to give up. Like, that's just ridiculous. So I, I don't. Oh. I just find it so, it's so noisy. Like like we, we, it's weeks of this. It's just so much noise. Like David Griffin, a guy who's is this is this isn't tampering. Like he's going in there and now he's like he's a team. That's he a good question. A team. 
that he, I don't know. I don't. I I think he might have been careful not to name names. I don't know. I don't. That's a very good question, though. Um, look, you can't have it both ways, right? Like you can't say right. that because you said the Lakers probably overpaid for Anthony Davis. Yeah. Everybody was saying that the minute the trade happened. They couldn't believe it was Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, all the picks. Like They were like, you gave up that much, and you were negotiating right. against yourself? Everybody knew that the Boston thing – Anthony Davis came out and said, I don't want to play for Boston. It was right. – everybody knew that that wasn't real. I don't even really necessarily recall if there were any other teams involved, but to Griffin's point, like he, he pointed to Boston as being the team that created leverage for them, and that was David Griffin's first year with New Orleans, I believe. It was his first big decision after coming over from the Cavs. So – um, you can't be like, that was crazy. What an overpay, but also the trailblazers should get the same thing for Damian Lillard. And I adore right. Damian Lillard, but Ant- like Anthony Davis at the time was a completely different kind of asset. He was still in yeah, his twenties. He was just right. at the cusp of his prime was coming off some crazy, amazing playoff performances. There's a point in Anthony Davis's career. We forget about this, that the top three guys in playoff PER of all time were Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. Like, that was the level of Anthony Davis we were talking about at the time. So, Damian Lillard is at a very different stage of his career. And it all and to that point, also, it's like everybody before it was just Miami was like, I don't know, is there anybody that really wants Damian Lillard? He's going to be 33. He's got this massive contract, aging point guard, and a league deep with point guards. And then all of a sudden, it's just Miami. He's like, well, you can't just give up that. Yeah. for Damian Lillard. So everybody wants to have it both ways. We got this for Kevin Durant. Everybody thought the Kevin Durant thing was an overpay. We got this for Rudy Gobert. Everybody thought the Gobert <laughs> thing was an overpay. You right. nobody you can't have history repeat itself that way and you are exactly spot on, David. If anybody's not going to do this, it's Pat Riley. He's been around too long. He gets it and he's willing to wait and be patient here. Um that said, I do find it very interesting that David Griffin is just out here basically saying, like, hey, here, here's the playbook, guys. Here it is. Come look at it. I've got it right here. But this is exactly what the Portland Trailblazers are doing. Hey, maybe. You know what I heard? I heard Damian Lillard has deep respect for the San Antonio Spurs organization. You know who's got a lot of assets? Utah. Don't sleep on the jazz. Danny Ainge. Wheeling and dealing. Danny Ainge. Crazy Danny Ainge. None of this stuff is going to happen. It's all just been floated out there as possibilities. There was only one real offer on the table, and it's Miami's. And until the Heat have to negotiate against uh, another team, they are not going to negotiate against themselves. And so that's why I think you have people saying this is going to take months, and it's why you have more and more teams being floated out there as possibilities because I think you're getting news from Portland's side or certain media members could and just say, hey, I heard from a Portland executive that so-and-so just called them or so-and-so could be interested or so-and-so has the assets to pull off a deal. Until there's a real offer on the table, this is the offer that the, the Trailblazers have. The one from the I know it, I know it's a concern for a lot of Heat fans, and it's been suggested that the longer this goes on, the better it plays, not just for Portland, but the, the increased likelihood that Damon Lillard has a change of heart and says, you know what, maybe Miami isn't the only destination. I don't buy that either. I think for him to state it so clearly through his agent, that Miami was his preferred destination. Is he going to stop liking the idea of playing alongside Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo over the next two, three months, or however long this might take? I, I just don't see it. Like, is he there doesn't a possibility? Hate Portland. That's the thing. If if right. if anything, he would just go back to the Trailblazers, right? I right. think. I mean, and, and to your point, Damian Lillard is a man of conviction. He is not one to waffle. It took him eleven years. I mean, not eleven years. He played for Portland for eleven years, but people have been wondering whether or not Dame was going to ask for a trade for half a decade now. It's taken him this long. It's it's very hard for him to make this trade request. 
and, and so I agree with you. I don't think that this is somebody that's just going to start waffling on on yeah. what. It's not a haphazard. Team. This isn't James Harden esque, where it's just like his third team in three years. This is yeah. he, he did it. He he put it. He has so many times we've heard Dave Leonard say he doesn't want to run away from the grind to the point where it became like meme worthy or almost a mm-hmm. passing joke. And, and and look, he he's. This is a heavy-hearted decision for him to take you because he has such strong roots within the organization, within the city. He helped build, you know, a lot of the identity of that organization over the last decade plus. For him to walk away with that, I I, I don't think it was an easy decision for like Dwayne Wade after all the number of championships and everything yeah. else that he won in Miami for him to simply go to Chicago. And that was to go to his hometown. Like I think yeah. the only thing comparable would have been like if Steph Curry was in Golden State and all of a sudden there was a a space for Damon Lillard to go back to Oakland or the Bay Area, then maybe it would be something comparable. But for him to be able to say, look, I I have to get out of here because the expectations have changed now and it's necessary for me to win a championship in order to be considered the all-time great that I feel and I've proven to be. And the only team that I feel comfortable gives me an opportunity to achieve that with my addition or by adding my talent to that group is the Miami Heat, not the Brooklyn Nets, not the Philadelphia 76ers. Not the Toronto Raptors or anybody else. Damian Lillard has, he's just, I know people have taken issue with the fact that he only has one team on his list of trade demands. And I got some flack. Maybe I didn't express myself the right way the other day when I said he should just add another team to his list. And um, I didn't, I actually didn't even say that he should. I said the problem that people have is that it's only one team. And that's true. And I don't really know why people disagree with me. But again, maybe I didn't express myself clearly. Just throw another team on the list, Dame. Even if you don't, like, just publicly. Because what you mean privately is very different. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do anything, that's the way to do it. But I still think that it's different because he's not James Harden. He's not Kyrie Irving. He's not Kevin Durant, who just sort of have, like, these fights of whimsy and just, like, you know what? The grass is greener over there now. Let me go over there. Damian Lillard has put in the work. And, by the way, uh, wanted to make it work with Portland. And the Trailblazers can't act like they've been blindsided here because they've been acting like a team thinking about its post-Damian Lillard future for the last two years anyway, right? Yeah. Damian Lillard sat out games at the end with a fake injury, sat out games last year, gave up a spot on the All-NBA team potentially, uh, gave up playing games, which he loves to do, because it was going to help Portland increase their odds in the lottery and maybe give them a chance to go get Wemby. They ended up getting Scoot Henderson, right. and, now they're, and now they're going into a different uh, kind of era that's after Damian Lillard. So... I do think that there's something there where people need to give him a little bit more grace and a little bit more leeway. And I have no problem with Damian Lillard saying, I want to play in Miami. Like you're the player. It's not up to you to make it better for the the front office or make it easier for Miami or Portland or care about even what fans from other teams have to think or what, if you want to go to Miami, you have every right to say, get me to Miami. Now it's up to Portland. Portland has every right not to trade them in Miami. They have every right not to do that. So nobody's been wrong in this. Right. And that's what I just find so kind of weird about this whole thing but again i just want to go back to the i love that griffin is just laying it out here and it's just and it, I, I will go back to this over and over again the most fascinating thing about all of this other than potentially damian lillard ending up playing for the heat is just how ridiculously transparent this all is if you've ever had a question as an nba fan about how it is that superstars dictate their way to teams this is the case study it is all out there in the open right now so I, um, I think I think Dame was uh, operating under the idea that this was going to go a lot smoother. That, that after the years of servers, that Portland would just go ahead and say, "All right, you, you've, this is the team you want to play for. We'll make it happen." And it just hasn't played out that way. Sure. 
Uh, which teams could get involved in a Damian Lillard deal as a third team to take on Tyler Hero? We've got some news on that next. But first, a message from our sponsor. Today's episode of Lockdown Heat is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And the pitch here is a simple one. Bird Dogs, they make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look that you won't find anywhere else. And they fit way better. Than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton instead. Bird Dogs fixes this issue. They've invented the cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get way slimmer, uh, a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Plus, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I've got like five or six pairs of these things. They feel like butter. They're so smooth. This cloud knit fabric is amazing. I, I, They sent us the gray ones or sent me the gray ones for free. And before that, I had the navy ones and the beige ones. And I w- I wore out the beige ones actually to the point where I had to get another pair. So I had two pairs of those. And now I've been really into the gray ones. I love them. I wear them all summer long. You can get them too. All you have to do is go to birddogs.com slash NBA. Enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You're not going to want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every day is make sure you're subscribed for the latest on Damian Lillard, Summer League, the Heat's offseason. Subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Some quick news before we get to some of the Tyler Hero stuff. The Heat are guaranteeing Haywood Highsmith's contract for this season. And assistant Anthony Carter will reportedly join the Memphis Grizzlies coaching staff. Happy for AC. He was a big uh, part of the development of Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. He was head of the developmental program. Um, so it's a loss for the Miami Heat, no doubt about it. Um, you would expect guys like Karan Butler, uh, Chris Quinn, these other guys who are already on staff to maybe pick up some of the slack there, uh, despite all the work that they've already been doing. Uh, but to go back, any before we get to Highsmith, anything on Anthony Carter? Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry to see him go. Uh, yeah. you know, he was always a, a good voice, and it's always nice to have like former Heat players on staff. Like, that it was incredible that they had three former Heat players in the coaching ranks there. I wonder if he feels slighted that he got passed over, uh, with Karad Butler taking over the summer league team or anything like that, or or maybe it was just a different opportunity for him to go to a, a different locale. I'm not so sure. Uh, I would imagine he's probably got a front of bench role, like a front bench role yeah. of Memphis because he was behind the first bench in yeah. Miami. So, I mean, this is just any thoughts on who would replace him. I know I can already see the comments coming in. Udonis Haslam question mark, but um, I don't think UD is going to get into a full-time coaching. Uh, No, it's a great question. I do wonder if they'll go with the former player route or if there's Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers. I don't know that Mario Chalmers is into coaching, but yeah, yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, isn't Rashard Lewis coaching in the big three? Maybe he comes back. Dropping a bomb there, yeah. No, I think I just, he's not, it was a guess. It was a guess. I, I think he's no playing in the big three. I think he's coaching with. I want to say the Detroit Pistons. I think oh, he was part of right. Dwayne Casey's staff there, but I don't know how likely that is. Yeah, with Monty Williams taking over. Okay, whatever. Back to Highsmith. Um, he's guaranteed for the rest of. The, not shocking that they guaranteed his contract. Uh, just to spin it forward a little bit here, though, David. Do you think he plays a bigger role for the Heat next season? No, I do not. Uh, I think there, there's still limitations there. I, I mean. You know, he played in 54 games, right? Like, he had a role. Sure. I just don't see, even with the, the departure of Max and Gabe, I don't see any clear path for him. Like, I'd love – I mean, I don't 
see how much more he's going to be able to develop over this season. But, you know, even if he can just continue a slight incremental change, I still think he's going to be a great defensive player. I mean, we we saw plenty of great possessions from him defensively, and he provides a spark. He can bring the ball up. He can stretch the floor a little bit, shoots from the corner. If he gets a little bit more comfortable with that three-point shot, I think that's the only clear path for him to get more minutes. I just – I don't see that that's necessarily going to play out um, that way, especially uh, – unless – Unless you wind up trading Caleb Martin, which is always right. a possibility. That's it. That's what I was going to say. If you trade Caleb Martin in a Damian Lillard tra- trade, which, again, I reported a few weeks ago. It's been reported elsewhere since then. The Heat do not want to trade Caleb Martin in a Dame trade. It doesn't mean that they won't do it if that's what it comes down to. But kind of going back to what we were talking about at the top of the show, no reason for the Heat to negotiate against themselves at this point. Um, so we'll see. Yahoo's Jake Fisher reports that the Nets, Bulls, and Jazz are the teams to watch um, and the ones that come up the most when we're talking about third teams that could take on Tyler Hero in a multi-team package for Damian Lillard, which of those do you think makes the most sense, or is there like a fit that stands out to you, David? I think Brooklyn is the obvious one, right? I think yeah. they've got a yeah. good young core. They need a, a complimentary scorer there, a guy who's seen and you know NBA playoff experience at a high level. I mean, him and and Mikhail Bridges, you know, have actually both been to the finals. So I think that would be interesting. Like if you're looking at a young core that you think can take that next step, that's a pretty good place to start with two players that have already tasted the finals and had an opportunity to contribute, and they're still young. They complement each other very well. You've got a great defensive player in Bridges who can also score at a high level, and then you got a great elite level scorer in Tyler Hero. So I think that's the stop for him. I love the fit for Brooklyn. Um, yeah. I think they have the trade that makes sense also. Um, you put Spencer Dinwiddie's expiring contract, maybe a Royce O'Neal in there that goes to Portland. You know, the first the first round picks, a handful of second round picks. They've got like five or six first round picks coming in from Phoenix, Dallas, Philadelphia from all those trades that they pulled off. And then in terms of the fit, with you, like, I agree with you. Mikal Bridges, Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton. Like, mm. Brooklyn's best players are basically forwards and front court guys, right? They're all young. They're 26, 27, and then Claxton, I think, is 24, 25. Um, Talhero's 23. Who's running the point there? Who's running Nobody. the point in Brooklyn? That's the thing. It's Spencer Dinwiddie. They just signed Dennis Smith Jr., right? I mean, I, I guess it would be Dinwiddie starting with Dennis Smith off the bench. Yeah, and it's not ideal. And and like like Dennis Smith Jr. is not your starting point guard of the future as, as much of a great yeah. story as he's been. and. Spencer Dinwiddie's on an expiring contract and he's older. So they're kind of looking, I think, for maybe that guard, that backcourt fit with Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Nick Claxton. To me, Tyler Hero is a no-brainer. He would fit in in Brooklyn. There's all the shopping in New York that he would like, the big fashion houses and all that kind of stuff. Fashion Um, week in New York, right? That's a big part of it. And Mikhail Bridges, like, he looked like a star, like number one option at times after he went there after the Durant trade. But then as the season went on, he kind of ran into a wall a little bit, right? And he looked a little yeah. overwhelmed with the ball in his hands as much as it was. Having Tyler Hero, a guy who's not a great playmaker, but a developing one who can run some pick and roll for you, who just handle the ball. And again, just just be part of that young nucleus that they're building. And if all it costs you is like a first-round pick and a handful of seconds, that's going to be a steal. In terms of the Nets, or I'm sorry, in terms of the Bulls or the Jazz, um, I, you know, it's the, the the fits aren't as clean like the Bulls. Like, what are you doing? You're gonna have him and Zach Levine. Are you moving Zach Levine in a trade to where? Now that gets really complicated. Is it right. Demar Derozan in a pick? Like, does that really move any the needle for Portland? I I can't imagine that they're interested in Demar Derozan. And then for no. the Jazz, it's like what Colin Sexton and Kelly Olynyk, or Colin Sexton and Taylor Horton Tucker, and a pick or two. 
again, I don't know that that's really moving the needle if you're sending Colin Sexton. He's got a, a much smaller contract than Tyler Hero because he's not nearly as good of a player as Tyler Hero is. But maybe it's a contractual thing with with Portland, but he still play, he's still a small guard, and that's sort of the issue with Tyler Hero. So to me, the Nets just make the most sense in terms of fit, assets, and and that they could send in a multi-team trade and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, um, yeah I think there, there, there was reported interest last year, too, with Kevin Durant, uh, you know, when he was on the table, that I think they wanted a player like Tyler Hero, and there was some reporting about Miami's reluctance to part with Tyler. Uh, I, I just, it just seems so like predestined almost that Tyler winds up in Brooklyn, which isn't a bad place to be. I mean, it's a good core. You can develop it. They, they tried yeah. the star chasing route for the last couple of years, burn Sean marks in the ass repeatedly. Now it's just a matter of like getting back to where they were before the trade or before the acquisition of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and everything else, but they had a good young core that they wound up blowing up. Yeah. And it wouldn't even be as good as this core, right? I mean, the good young core, no, exactly. core was like, yeah. like Jared Allen. And Jared yeah, Alley, this is Lever, yeah. Nick Claxton, who's one of the best defensive centers in the NBA. Mikel Bridges, who's an awesome two-way player. Cam, with, Thompson, with, with, yeah. Cam Johnson. And for Tyler Hero, too, like all the other best players on the team are all plus to elite defenders, right? And so that kind of covers up for his shortcomings as well. So, um, you know me, I would hate to see Tyler Hero go, but if it means you're getting Damian Lillard, obviously you have to do it. And I'd like to see him thrive somewhere. And in terms of just his personality, he's fit Brooklyn also. He's a Midwest guy. He's from Milwaukee, so maybe Chicago would have a draw there. But I would have a. I, I haven't talked to Tyler Hero about this. I would imagine New York would be pretty exciting for him, yeah. uh, and a little bit more exciting than Salt Lake City. Again, no shots at Utah. Our CEO would never have that. I'm just saying New York is a great town. That's all I'm saying. Um, what's been the best comedy of the off season? Our NBA off season Emmys are coming up next here on Locked On Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run on any given night, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. Who doesn't like that? There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You've betting on those Marlins lately. Areas over on hits per game. Easy money. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every day is make sure you're subscribed to the latest Damian Lillard Summer League and the Heat's offseason. Subscribe, like our videos on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. Uh, that reminds me. That reminds me you bring up the Marlins. The Miami Heat are partnering with the Miami Marlins for Friday's home game. Uh, I can't remember exactly who's playing now. Sorry, I just I off the top of my head. Today, but yeah, the Miami. And if you the, a portion of the uh, the proceeds for all ticket sales will be given to the Miami Heat charitable fund. Baltimore special, Orioles. Yes, Sorry. that's right. It's the Orioles. The uh, Heat Marlins crossover T-shirt there. Uh, Uptown Dale. If you go to any Heat games, you hear Uptown Dale. Of course, he's the the in arena MC, and he'll be there uh, helping lead some uh, events as well. So it's going to be a great crossover. The Heat, of course, you love this. That you love that team. If you're listening to this podcast, and if you haven't checked out the Marlins, you're doing yourself a disservice. So go get that 
uh, opportunity there to get a little heat flavor with your Marlins game because it's it's a it's South Florida sports is having a moment here. That's for it sure. is. Marlins games are fun, man. Oh, I, I went I went to one a couple of weeks ago with my son, his first ever baseball game. And uh, even he enjoyed it. Like, he's four. Like, you would think. First ever baseball game. I knew you had gone to the. I didn't realize it was for. Did did you do the whole peanuts and the the glove? Did you do the whole thing? (laughs) No, no, no glove. Uh, uh, But uh, yeah, I I didn't know. I didn't know if he was going to be into that sort of thing. But, you know, we we went shopping and we got a couple things there. We he had a. Uh, Miami's best pizza from the concourse there. Who doesn't like pizza at baseball? I guess no, no peanuts this time. No cracker jacks either. But that's right. next time. That's New it, school. man. He's, he's only four. He's only four. He's excited. <laughs> he didn't. Know, he, he didn't stop by the cafecito bar or anything like that. No, no, no. He didn't get himself a large beer in a souvenir <laughs> mug or anything. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how that cup ended up by your seat then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Emmy nominations are out, so we Woo! thought we could award some of our own NBA style Emmys for the off season. We've got a few different categories, David, including uh, best guest star, supporting actor, best drama, best comedy. I've got a couple let's start. of different categories myself here, too. That's, uh, let's do it. Let's go through them. But let's start with the, the one that everybody's always watching for the Emmys. Best leading actor. What do you mm-hmm. got here? Best leading actor. This is just the, the NBA in totality. doesn't have to just be the Miami Heat. Um, my guy is sort of in the Miami Heat's world. Maybe the extended universe, so to speak. But who's your, who's your best leading actor if you have one? The best leading actor of the NBA offseason? Wow, uh, I guess it would have to probably be, I guess Dame Lillard, right? I mean, he is he is what drives the conversation in terms of the offseason this uh, this summer, and I, I think that's certainly been the the case from what I heard in Las Vegas and everything that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks. So I have to say, he has been the primary focus of this offseason has been Dame Lillard. No doubt about that. But I'm going to say the best, the lead actor, the guy who wins the Emmy for best acting job is Joe Cronin. It has to be. Oh, this could take months. This could take months. Like, what a great acting job. I've got him. People believe in him, you know? I've got him as my best supporting. I'm sorry, the full category name. Outstanding supporter actor in a comedy series. That's right. That's right. Because he's a joke and he doesn't realize he's just a supporting actor here. He doesn't get to dictate anything. This is about what Dave Lillard wants, not about what Joe Carter is trying to do to salvage this job. Sorry. I have best supporting actor in a drama series, and I have that as being Aaron Goodwin, providing support Ooh. as Damon Lillard's agent. So we're, we're thinking along the same lines here. We're thinking yeah, managing the drama. That's a little different than just being there with the, uh, a large red squeaky nose and the clown makeup all over there. From you, right. As you sit at the dais talking about things that are, clearly aren't true. Um. What other categories did you come up with? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Outstanding guest actor I have that in a too. drama series, James Harden. Because <laughs> wow. he's only a guest at every stop that he gets to. You know, It's just like, well, how long am I going to be here? And you know, drama always accompanies him, whether it's a, a bag full of cash to give to his favorite rapper or... You know, the party, the strippers, the, the, the lack of focus, yeah. the, the weight coming on and off. It's always a drama series when James Harden so, is involved. He's always just a guest actor in it too. Especially did you have? Don't tell me who you have. Just tell me if you have the category. Did you have best comedy series? I do not have. That okay, yet. so I have best comedy series, and I have James Harden nominated for that. He ultimately okay. didn't get it for me, but he has a very strong case because I feel like you could follow James Harden around almost like a curb your enthusiasm season this off season where he just keeps getting himself. He gets, he pisses off Daryl Morey or Daryl Morey pisses him off, whatever. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to opt out. I'm going to opt in. And now you're going to trade me. 
and then it just doesn't work out. You get the theme music to play, and he's like, actually, I might have to stay here now because I opted into my contract. I thought you were going to trade me. Houston Rockets didn't want him. He just James Harden walking around like Larry David around town, just pissing everybody off, making enemies. Like that's James Harden. And then all of a sudden, he shows up at the white party. He shows up at the white party of the owner of the Sixers and Joel Embiid. Well, the former owner or whatever. I'm not sure what stage of that is that they're in. But anyway, Look, isn't he's he nominated. The owner of Fanatics, too? Yeah. He, he owns Fanatics. I, I, whatever. Uh, but best comedy went to Carl Anthony Towns in oh. his appearance on the Podcast P podcast <laughs> uh, for saying that he changed the game. That just – I think the – like, it, he had a higher high. He had the biggest laugh of the offseason to me, more so than even James Harden, <laughs> even if Harden kind of wins for for – um how long no. his his comedy no has doubt. lasted if you could if you could give like an emmy for like the best delivered line that certainly would be the case like he could have won best delivered. actor actually <laughs> i think he believed it that was like jeremy strong oh. quality like yeah I, I don't know that reference i'm sorry jeremy strong is that a uh, big short play uh was one of the guys there he he plays um uh kendall roy in succession okay no, he's I probably going to watch a single second i haven't watched a single second of succession oof uh, in real life, <laughs> Emmys, if Succession in the Bear just wins all of the awards, I'd be happy. Um, I haven't seen a single second of the bear, the bear either. Do you have a favorite Emmy nominated show or actor or something? No, no, I, I haven't watched. I haven't it's watched just, a single a, a second of actual programming because it's all kids shows and stuff at this point. Like, you're, what's the one? No, that, no, I'm not, no. Oh, well, he watches some TV, but no, we actually try to get involved in actually hanging out with him. That's not the point of this segment, though. <laughs> I'm taking a baseball game. Uh, guest, can I can I can I piggyback on your guest star one? Because I also had a guest yeah. star. I didn't have it for like comedy or or drama. I just kind of made it a generic guest star. Patty yeah. Mills. <laughs> Patty four Mills. Teams in four days. Four teams in ten days. Brooklyn, Houston, Oklahoma City, and he's just. I don't know if he's set foot in Atlanta, but that's the team that he plays for now. He could. Who knows? He might be involved in this massive trade that gets Damian Lillard to Miami somehow. Based on his season so far, it would be surprising if he didn't <laughs> this offseason. So. I've got him. Wow, what an offseason for him. I've got uh, Outstanding Structured Reality Program, the San Antonio Spurs, and the drafting of Victor Webanyama. I mean, from from Webanyama to slapping Britney Spears to him sucking in game one of Las Vegas to him being awesome in game two and then getting shut down. And, of course, you got Greg Popovich signing for five years when everybody thought he was a day away from retirement. Like. That is just unbelievable. But, of course, it's the San Antonio, so you have to admit that there's probably some kind of structure there, even if it just doesn't seem apparent to everybody else. I thought you meant that it was a setup and that they got uh, – the, the the lottery was rigged for San Antonio to get the number one pick. That's what I thought you meant <laughs> by structure. That's but, so uh, no, that was a good one. That was, a, that was very good. What What is a structured like, – what nom- what's nominated for that? I don't know if you have that in front of you. but it's, I do not. Um, I do not have one. Unstructured reality program. Like or, oh like that's like um those uh, like Real Housewives I, don't know. I I think those are yeah like like big broad like when they put everybody in a specific oh. location and it's it's structured like it's like hey here's like it's almost like a well, situational reality I've got, I've got a nominee for the uh, uh I'm sorry not a nominee but the winner of the outstanding unstructured reality program the Dallas Mavericks anytime you bring Brett Kyrie Irving you're as unstructured as you could possibly get there goes so. your structure <laughs> uh my last one is uh, outstanding drama I had this. Uh, as a three-way tie. Oh. Um, well, no, I had three I had three nominations. I just decided. It was a three-way tie until just now. I have three nominations. I had the Phoenix Suns, because um, it just feels like that's going to be dramatic. 
Um, I have the whole Damian Lillard situation, obviously, but I'm going to give this one to the Golden State Warriors. Outstanding oh. drama. What a twist at the very end of that that show. Chris Paul <laughs> joins the Warriors. What a twist. Who saw that one coming? Love that one. Love it's that like one. the cliffhanger. And Jordan like Poole like, sent out yeah. the Draymond it's Green the, punch. Like it's great. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. I know that's a dated reference at, at this point, probably, but just like that one kind of just like takes everybody out. Like it's like, what are you doing here? Like you wiped out half the cast. You trade <laughs> you trade Pool and you acquire Chris Paul. Nobody sees that one coming. It just absolutely blindsides an audience. Uh, last one I have uh, is the outstanding narrator because to me. Mm. What's really defined in the background this offseason, the CBA and its complications and everything else that it dictates. So it's just kind of just sitting back there. Picture the CBA as some kind of embodiment there, just kind of saying, no, you can't go there. No, you can't do that. That's not exactly allowed. So I, I just love the idea of a so somewhere like a document in, in an embodied form there, kind of just dictating what happens during the course of the offseason. Right. Almost like Jason Bateman and Arrested Development. And it's like, and they did, or not Jason Bateman, Ron Howard. And it's like, and Ron Howard. Happen. Ron Howard. That's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to make this trade and they couldn't. Uh, that's, that's the CBA. Very good. Um, I don't even know when the actual Emmys are, but I'm excited for them. Um, are you the really? happen. No, not really. I don't know. Okay. It's just, this is fun. To, I, I actually, I'm invested in the results, but I don't know that I'm actually going to watch it. It'll just be like afterwards. I'll be like, oh, good for my guys. Tweet. Yeah, I see the tweet going. Succession like, and the Bear. That's that's it. Those are the, your, your guys. Succession and the Bear, and then for uh, outstanding limited series, uh, I thought Daisy Jones and the Six was fantastic, and I would hope that that one wins. That's like one yeah. of those just like short running kind of like, hey, we got eight episodes and we're out kind of things. So. Oh. That one was good. Amazon. You don't have to get too invested. Yeah, you don't have to get too invested in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I was made me cry at the end. Anyway. Oh. I'm an easy crier though on TV. I'm easy. I'm easy. Like, there's pub- there's public there's Publix commercials that'll get me. Like- I, I, I used to. I had a run there with like every every. I know this is weird. Like every animated movie, like Pixar. You, oh you, yeah. You, I mean. Every the first five minutes of up, and I'm like a puddle of nothing yeah. after that. Man. Like, I, I hope that it happens to everybody. Like, if you watch that, and you don't feel something like tugging at the heartstrings. No, oh. man, I feel sorry for you. That one, the end of Toy Story 3, just devastating, absolutely oh. devastating. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every day, is make sure you're subscribed to the latest on Damian Lillard, Summer League, the Heat's offseason. I don't know, maybe we'll even have an Emmys update at some point, depends on how long this Lillard thing plays out. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. Again, last show of the week for us. We'll be back next uh, Sunday night or Monday morning. Uh, We'll be back here. In the meantime, have a great weekend. David, thanks for joining me. You got it, Wes.